Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week. We're going to kick this one off real quick. Um, we have a very special guest, Miss Ashley uh, from Rave Foundation, um, something that I work super close with. I know that most of the fans know um, what Rave Foundation is about, but I, I still think there's some people out there that um, need to know and obviously want to know a bit more about it. So, Ash, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself and your role and, and what Rave Foundation is all about? Hey, thanks, Brad. Happy to. Um, my name is Ashley, and I am the executive director of the Rave Foundation, which is the charitable partner of Seattle Sounders FC. So I also have a role um, with Seattle Sounders FC as the v- vice president of philanthropy, and I help align the club's phil- philanthropic efforts with um, their social initiatives and um, work to align Rave Foundation as well. And we, you know, we serve the club. We work in tandem with the club um, and work together to make as much impact as we can on the communities uh, where we live and play. And I know, actually, that's sort of the overview of Rave. It does a lot, obviously. Um, but there's a specific reason we wanted you on this episode this week. Um, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, well, it's really cool that um, every year Sounders FC dedicates of the theme of a match to Rave Foundation and their social justice initiative to defend the right to play. So when you hear Sounders FC talk about defending the right to play, they're talking about providing access to play for anybody and everybody, um, no matter where they live, what their economic status is, what the color of their skin is, or how they move, or their mobility issues, um, even, even how they identify. So. We are excited to be the charitable arm that represents defending the right to play. And this match on the 23rd is all about celebrating that. So, um, you know, we've, we've worked together for a while now. And as a player, I don't think we've, I, I fully grasped what the Rave Foundation is doing. Yes, there's this big overview of it's the charitable arm of Sounders FC. Take a deep dive into how this kind of came about maybe, but also what are the goals for the Rave Foundation? You know, I've been at a number of events and, and you know, shoveling dirt and, and being that person on the ground, but more of a, a bird's eye view of what uh, Rave Foundation is, is all about. Yeah, we, Rave was founded on the concept of free play, of building fields for free play for kids who don't have access to play. So we're, we're use that as our guide. Um, and we have a goal to build 26 small fields for free play by the time FIFA World Cup comes to Seattle in 2026. Um, but, you know, Rave's mission goes way beyond those fields. The fields are important and they are the physical manifestation of what we do. But what we're really trying to do when we say 26 by 2026 is we're really enveloping, adopting and um, owning uh, 26 communities from the rave standpoint. So we're we're invested on the program side even more than the field side by really giving communities programs and and activities they can do to feel joy, 
to get healthy um, and to learn. And we're, we're serving youth at the deepest level. It's not only us, it's, it's um, corporate partners and other program partners that come along board with us. So when we talk about building 26 fields by 2026, we're talking about not just the field, but everything that we do to support the community on and around the field. Can you real quick, Steve, the, the fundraising efforts are so key in this, right? I think people from the outside just think, oh yeah, the Sounders have a lot of money and they're the ones that are building these fields. But I think we all need to understand a bit more about the fundraising efforts specifically for Rave Foundation and how difficult that is. And also the separation between Rave and the Sounders, right? Just because, yes, we're affiliated with the Sounders doesn't necessarily mean that those funds are just coming straight from the club as the club, you know, tries to get into a, a revenue making uh, business. No, that's such a good point. And I'm so glad you asked because people often think we are the Sounders and we're not. We're run separate from the Sounders as our own 501c3 nonprofit. So we fundraise for our own mission which is to build small fields for free play and serve communities with programs. So, um, so we're not rich. We're not the Sounders, but we are so lucky to be aligned with the Sounders in our mission and our charitable efforts. So we work with the Sounders every day to align on possible partners that are of the Sounders that want to come on board and help Rave's mission. And then also Rave, finds partners outside of um, Sounders corporate scope to align with Sounders. So it does work both ways. And um, we we do all the typical nonprofit activities, events, um, which Brad, you've been a huge part of, um, you know, grant writing, um, you know, individual solicitations. We do all of everything, all the fundraising activities and a regular nonprofit does, we also do. And it's not to say that we don't appreciate um, what the Sounders offers us as their charitable partner. I mean, we are so lucky we get to work alongside the Sounders marketing team and use their brain trust. And, and like I mentioned, the corporate partnership team and Rave is part of a larger social impact team within Sounders FC. So, um, you know, we really are copacetic and true partners in alignment there. But it's good to note that we are separate from Sounders. Uh, actually, I'm curious, somebody's listening to this and, you know, what could someone do to get involved? You know, obviously donating is important, but what other ways could we get involved? Obviously, there's social media, there's getting the word out, attending events. Just give us some ways that you know, someone can listen to this and say, you know what, this sounds really cool. How do I get involved and help make an impact? Yeah, great, great question. Please um, amplify us on social media or just follow us to learn what we're really doing. We're um, pretty good about getting the word about out about of the minute activities. Look at our website, ravefoundation.org to learn more. There's an opportunity there to volunteer for Rave. We have multiple opportunities throughout the year to come help us give balls away to kids. Or this Saturday at the stadium, we've asked volunteers to come help us at gates with a special promotion. So you just never know what we're going to need at any given time. And we all, we have a volunteer bank of people that we are our go-tos and we need more of you. Um, and then, you know, connect us. We need to get to know communities and people that are network networkers within communities of need. So um, we love to learn more about school districts. We love to learn more about housing authorities. We love to learn more about parks departments. And we love to meet landowners who feel that they that a rave investment might serve their community. 
So those are some ways to really connect with Wave and help us out, aside from donating, of course. Yeah, it it seems like it's such an easy thing. Oh, we're just we're going to put in a couple fields here, but I think obviously there's a lot more behind the scenes. Um, can you talk about some touch points on you know how how much does that even cost? Like I don't I, I think I have a frame of reference for the two fields we did at um, that we're doing down on Martin Luther King. I think is where those ones are. Um, yeah, New Holly. Yeah, New Holly, and and for those that are listening, you know. Oh yeah, just put in a field. Why don't you just do more? Why aren't we doing more? There's a reason, right? Well, the main reason why we're not limiting ourselves to 26, that's our goal. And we do believe we're going to make it. So we're, we've now turned that into our minimum. So we want to re- reach a minimum of 26 fields by 2026. But the reason why we're careful about selecting and why it takes time is because uh, we want to make a lasting impression and have a lasting relationship with that community. So it's really important to to get to know the community first, in many cases, to ask the question, how can we help? How can soccer help? What do you need? Um, is there value in bringing us mini pitch here or a turf field? We, we need to know all those questions before we can make a decision about going there. Uh, and then the land itself is just it, it, every community we work with has a different situation. It could be that there is a tennis court just underutilized and, and ready to be resurfaced with something and, and a community surrounding it that loves soccer. Well, that's an easy answer for us if, if it aligns with the community to come in and help build a futsal court or a mini pitch there. It could be that there isn't an asphalt pad or a concrete pad that's ready to be resurfaced. It could be that there needs to be one created. So that gets a little more expensive, right? Because then we're digging in the dirt and we're getting permits and we're laying asphalt and we're dealing with stormwater management and drainage. Um, and so I often say, Brad, that sometimes my job just, I wear a hard hat and I, I'm in the construction business a little bit um, because I do have to sort of dig deep um, with each piece of land we're, we're looking to invest in. We never want to be a landowner. That's not our goal. We don't want to own the land. We want to um, work with the landowner owner to improve their land and make a bright, beautiful place for kids to play. So when you ask about budget and you ask about a frame of reference for budget, it ranges everywhere, every, you know, from everything from you know, eighty-five to one hundred thousand dollars to nearly a million dollars, depending on the state of what we're building and the state of the land we're we're trying to improve. Um, actually, we're looking forward a lot here, and obviously, twenty twenty-six—that's uh, such an amazing goal. But I wonder if we can look back and some of the successes you have had. You know, I think I was at the opening, maybe I want to say on Yesla downtown somewhere i was there for that so I, and i see some of the pictures you put in really great work so give us some of the highlights where you put some fields um how those communities are benefiting and some of those good stuff there yeah um well let's start with yesler we call it our flagship field uh because it really is a demonstration piece for what we want all rave fields to to be able to um do in terms of community support and that one still proves to be worth um its value and and we're so fortunate. The Yesler field was is a special uh, place for us because it was part of a comprehensive redesign of the Yesler Terrace Park. And so we worked with Seattle Housing Authority, which surrounds that park. And we worked with Seattle Parks and Recreation, uh, which owns that park to um, build a 
turf field there. And we purposefully did not put lines on the turf because we wanted the community to see it for more than just soccer. So in some, in some cases, we won't put lines and it all depends on what the community wants. We do have goals on either end of the field so you know that it's a soccer space if, if it wants to be used that way. But what's cool about Yesler is we see it used for other things like Tai Chi in the mornings. And I've seen Zumba there. I've seen picnics, I've seen flag football. Um, and just, a, it's a gathering place. And more importantly, it, the community is so proud of it and it's theirs. I mean, I see kids, kids, I, I go up there and I see kids playing all the time. And, and that's the point, right? Is that it's open for free play for anybody that lives around there to use whenever they want. None of rave fields are rentable by outside groups, which is something that is really important to us. Um, so that's like a great success story to share, Steve, because it really uh, it really is our flagship sort of point of pride. They all are so unique and different. I'll share a couple more. Um, one, we work with our friends at Seattle Storm and Symmetra to um, repurpose a court in at the Midway community in Des Moines. It was a basketball court, but needed some love and some attention. And, and it's in the middle of this land desert food desert, no parks accessible at all. And the community that lives around it just had nowhere to go without crossing Pacific Highway, which is not safe. So we decided together with the storm to create a really beautiful place to play that featured both basketball and uh, futsal. So that's another point of pride for us. And then another one I'll mention is one Brad spoke about recently was our partnership with EarthGen. We worked um, on a really special school in Burien called Seahurst Elementary, and their playground was dirt. Um, kids were actually allowed to play on it because in the rainy season, which is most of the year in Seattle, they would get too muddy. And in the spring, headed into summer, they get too dusty. So kids just weren't allowed to play. But the community uses that playground, regardless of the state, um, to gather um, after school and on the weekends. And so we thought it was a great opportunity to outreach to them to see if a, a mini pitch could improve their, their uh, playground and they were very welcoming. But not only did we place a mini pitch, we actually invited our partners EarthGen to come in and install beautiful learning gardens for the school, reflection gardens, play gardens, and most importantly, a rain garden. So we purposefully, um, scaled and scoped and angled the mini pitch just so slightly so it would drain into the rain garden. So we were being sustainably uh, conscious and environmentally aware in, you know, feeding the Puget Sound with the runoff from the mini pitch. So, you know, another one of our social justice pillars is to, you know, to protect the planet. And so we really try to align all those um, arenas for change whenever we can. And that was a good example of one as well. Um, it's a massive project and an undertaking, um, and a big, big part of that is fundraising. So what are some of the special things this weekend, um, and initiatives that fans can, can look out for? Well, what's really cool about this weekend is that we're, we get to announce and make public a fan funded field initiative. I'm really proud to be able to further this initiative on behalf of the fans, Alliance Council and the fan groups of Sounders FC came up with the idea to fund fully fund a field for rape. So one of those 26 fields is going to be fan funded. And I just think that's pretty awesome. So 
you know, the Summer with the Champs campaign that's been so popular. Well, we've noticed on social media that a lot of fans are saying, how can I get a copy of this image? How can I, you know, where can I get one? Rave, take my money. <laughs> I want a copy of that. So we worked with Sounders FC marketing team to create posters that feature that image. And we're going to give every fan who donates to Rave at Gates this uh, Saturday uh, one of those posters. So that initiative, all those funds raised um, at the match this Saturday will um, fund the fan-funded field initiative. So it'll go towards that, uh, that vision and that initiative. So the goal is to fundraise for that this year and build the field next year and celebrate with the fans. Really excited about that. And then the other thing we're doing at the match uh, Saturday is we're celebrating our progress toward 26 fields by 2026. And I'm happy to say we're going to be at 15 by the end of 2022. And so you'll see a lot of um, sort of displays and game presentation and on-field celebration around that. And we're really happy about that as well. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and to put you on the spot, I don't know if you know this, but tell us where we can find you on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Are you on TikTok making videos? Let us know. <laughs> Oh, I, you know what? I, I should be on TikTok. We're not on TikTok yet. I kind of follow Sounders lead on that. And um, our social media handle is RaveFound. So R-A-V-E-F-O-U-N-D. And we're on Facebook at Rave Foundation. And uh, easy to find us. We're out there. And, you know, usually Brad Evans will, will share everything we post and, and you too, Steve. So, um, yeah, look for us there. 